It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Hawks Postcast, part of Locked On Atlanta on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Hawks postcast, your home for the best Hawks talk. It's local insight. You can't get anywhere but here at Locked On. I'm Tanitra Batiste. Alongside me is Deshaun Tate. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. The Locked On Hawks postcast is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Deshaun, the Hawks went into this final game of the five-game homestand looking for a win tonight and a winning record and to go up 2-1 in the season series against the Magic. They took it right down to the wire, and we're going to talk about it because they get out of it victoriously with the 106 104 when we'll talk a deep dive in the end one we'll talk about who's got next with their next game traveling to the other team in florida but first let's get t and tate's take on this win over the magic and you said tate i thought this was a good win i did i did i really did and i mean listen uh, one of the reasons why i feel that way um is because of what we've seen from Orlando this year. Now, granted, you know, over the last, you know, probably a couple handfuls of games or what have you, mm-hmm. um, they haven't looked as good. Granted, they have had some injuries and whatnot, yes. but they've still like been overachieving all season. They've still been probably in some people's eyes overachieving um, even, you know, with some of the injuries and so forth, even on their West Coast, you know, road trip and things like that. So um, I think it's a good win. Um, at this point, you're the Atlanta Hawks. I'm just being honest. Any win is a good win, (laughs) no matter who it's against. Let's just be honest about it. Um, but even more so, uh, you know, just taking a look at this, I'm like, wow, back to back wins. The last time we've seen this Atlanta Hawks team have back to back wins could have literally been earlier this week, right? Which we know is not truthful, Mm -hmm. but it feels like it's been forever since we've last seen it. Um, and it may have been since forever. I'm not sure, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's that, it's that good feeling that you have whenever you can come away victorious. And you mentioned something on the last, you know, um, you know, postcast that we did. How many times do we keep on, you know, looking down the line to see L2, L3, L4, L5? Like now we're at a point where we're getting past W1. And W1 yeah. is good this year for, you know, on on all accounts. But just being able to say W2 is a good feeling regardless of what happens on Friday. It does. It does. And like you said, dating back to the wins that were back-to-back Ws, but not necessarily back-to-back games. Of course, that was the win against the Wizards on December 31st. And then they turned around and beat the Thunder on that Wednesday, January 3rd. But to your point, we would have to go back a couple of weeks for back-to-back wins and then a couple more weeks before that for back-to-back wins. So this is the kind of 
thing that you hope to see on a consistent basis. And we need to see more of, especially because we know that we're right there on the cusp of the midpoint of the season. And mm. I think for me, I kind of said, okay, I guess I'm going to play the bad cop tonight because I was kind of <laughs> like, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a win. And yeah, you kind of are happy. It's okay to get a win though. And still be big mad. Why? Mm -hmm. Am I still a little bit big kind of bad? <laughs> it's mm -hmm. because I still didn't like the fact that we were having a conversation as you and I were tweet, uh, texting back and forth and as we were going through pre-production about the number of turnovers. The yeah. fact that there were 13 turnovers by the Hawks in 18 minutes and the Magic were able to actually convert those into 13 points, that for me was a problem. And then we actually kind of joked at the end and said, yep, and then they creeped up to almost 21 and it's like 21 Savage up in here. What are we doing? What are we doing? Because, you know, it's kind of savage and scandalous when you start getting into the 20 and beyond mark. Really, when you start getting past 15, to be honest. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That you're not being careful with the ball. Mm -hmm. And that's not a recipe. Normally, that's not a recipe for success. But tonight, they eked it out thanks to one DeJounte Murray. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later. But, yeah, that piece, you know, bothered me a little bit. And well, actually, you can kind of see it bother me a lot because that was most of our text threads. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Right. And also, thank God for them being effective in the from the field, because from the perimeter, it was still a shaky game at best. They finally yeah. got it up to 34 percent. But still, that's not something that I want to keep having a conversation about night in and night out. And you already know the other thing that made me big mad. If that team over there whoever they are is going to give you free buckets. Yeah. For the love of God, Mary, Jesus, and Joseph, <laughs> the basket, get to the charity stripe and make it. That's right. That's 76% right. is still uncharacteristic of the Hawks. Now I will say this, and we talked about it, not giving them a full pass. I'm going to give them a half pass because I'm still mad at them, but half a pass is what we're going to talk about in the end one. And that is sometimes when you expend, so much energy on defense and you're trying to be committed to defense, it will affect your game in other areas. So that three point number is typically up because of Trey, Sadiq Bay, Bogdan Bogdanovich. But if you're expecting those guys to try to defend, sometimes that number is going to be impacted. Right. And for those same guys and DeJounte Murray, you can throw him in there as well. And Jalen Johnson, they typically do make their free throws, mm -hmm. but tonight was another one of those nights where they couldn't because Real talk, they were expending a lot of energy on defense because this was a back-and-forth game, really almost from the opening tip. You know, uh, and and I, I got to think it to myself, you know, I, I know a couple people that listen and watch the postcast and like, dude, you need to smile more. And I'm thinking to myself, like, like today I'm kind of smiling a little <laughs> bit more, but I will when this team gives me a reason to freaking smile. <laughs> Um, because I want to smile more, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just got that kind of thing, even though I hate it on a personal level, but that's a whole nother thing. Um, you know, I, I mean, you joke all the time. I joked with you, you know, multiple times over the last few weeks and, right. you know, a couple months and stuff and asked you when's the last time that you had a sloppy Joe sandwich, because every time I see this team play and that they, you know, have those sloppy games, I'm always going to bring back one of my favorite meals and dishes, which is, you know, one of the most inexpensive, but yet some of the tastiest, especially if you put cheese on it, he is it. the sloppy Joe sandwich. And oh, wait, 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 APL. Did he just say cheese? But I digress. Yeah, that, no, I gotta, I, I gotta have that. I mean, this one on tonight was so sloppy. It was like a swine delicacy in Arkansas. Yeah. It was so sloppy. <laughs> I'm talking about like slop bucket, pig, oink, oink, 
the whole nine hog yeah. everything um yeah. and it looked extremely bad and they were exchanging you know turnovers between one another yeah. um as teams and so um i just kind of tell people you know just as a remembrance just you know rule of thumb and just to note that we don't want to overreact on the wins. You know, some people feel like sometimes we overreact on the losses, which I don't necessarily think so, but we don't want to overreact on the wins because, you know, once you start stringing together more and more wins, I think it's when people will respectfully and deservedly um, start to have a, build a little bit more confidence in the product that, that is being put on the court. I think so too. And we want to be respectful and also want to be accurate with what we share here. And Deshaun, you just said it. I called it out for what the Hawks did in terms of those 13 and ultimately 20, almost 21 savage turnovers. <laughs> but we also want to give respect to the fact that the magic came into the second half, which is seven turnovers and they wrapped the game with 18. So you've got to give some credit again. We'll talk about it in the end one, but you've got to give some credit to the Hawks for that. And hey, our guy Robert Blackman checked in early. Appreciate you for that tonight, guy, our guy. And you said the Hawks would play hot potato with the ball. Right. It's like who's gonna who's gonna take the shot? Who's gonna take the shot? But you know what, Robert? I'm gonna actually do something that I haven't done in a minute. And I'm gonna give them credit on the flip side and say, well, can we call it that they actually dished out 24 dimes? Like can yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. You know, and granted, he's absolutely right. You cannot have 20 turnovers if you weren't playing hot potato with that ball on some level. But on the same token, you and I have talked about the fact that we had not seen enough ball movement in these last couple of games, even with the win a couple nights ago. But we just have not seen that fluidity in the offense. So I just wanted to say, well, at least we kind of got the fluidity that we wanted to see on some level mm -hmm. with the fact that there were 24 assists and that we weren't just looking at the other team saying, wow, they had 27 dimes. Mm -hmm. Wow. They, you know, they were actually distributing the ball. Right. Why can't we? Why can't, exactly. Why can't we? So there are subtle pieces of this puzzle that while uncharacteristic at the free throw line and uncharacteristic with three pointers, there are some characteristic things Good that point. I did like that I saw and you got to give them assist. One of them, if they continue that kind of ball move in the right way and actually protect the ball, then I think Deshaun, you and I are going to be talking about in that street column, W2, W3, and maybe even mm -hmm. W4 uh, for the, the foreseeable or in the foreseeable future. We hope now, when we get back, you know, guys, we got to talk a little bit more about this win. It's Hawks Magic in the and one. Now, guys, you all know it's a new year, and sometimes that new year brings about different things that we have to take a look at, right? And in this case, sometimes it's about exactly what you drive, how you drive it, making sure that everything is on point with your ride or die. So passion, drive, patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy or in the case of tonight, the winning game for the Hawks. And that's what keeps that ride or die alive. And eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, rod racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights. And if you could actually see what's going on in my studio, I actually have these really cool seat covers that I was able to purchase from eBay Motors at a really good rate. So with over 122 million parts for your number one rider die. And that could be parts on the outside, under the hood, or to make the interior of your car look a little bit cleaner and nicer. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your parts guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, 
not cash, especially important as you begin a new year. With all the parts you need and the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the win for your ride. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Check it out at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com, eBay's guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. All right, Deshaun, we are deep diving in the and one talking about a win. Now, we didn't know what it was going to be with this team because obviously it was one of those kind of sluggish first halves, a slow start, really for both teams. They were tied at at the end of the first quarter, and then the Hawks were down by a couple points at the half. But finally, we saw the Hawks do something we hadn't seen in a while, and that was win the all-important third quarter. You may not think it's a big deal, guys, but when you're talking about winning it 29 to 25, and then you're talking about winning the two points by two points at the end, Deshaun, that's when it tells you every point counts. But when you looked at that third period tonight, what you see that was different? I think it was just the 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 pick me up a little bit. You know, I I think that um they needed to lock in on defense um yes. a little bit more. And of course there's gonna be some miscues um regarding there, but I think that they were it appeared that they were in a level at a level of like playing with some urgency mm-hmm. with good desperation, not yeah. bad desperation. Um, and, and kind of having that refuse to lose mentality. Now, granted yeah. to my liking, it probably was not, you know, the offensive firepower first half that we like to have seen. And I think that, you know, they kind of felt that energy and that vibe a little bit too, knowing that they could, not only play a little bit better, but be a little bit more efficient yeah. um, on offense. And also the fact that the shot selection um, was making a difference a little bit too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not by nothing, not necessarily by number 11. I want to make sure that I mention that um, because I saw some very distasteful things, <laughs> but he's not the only person that I saw that from. True. Um, True. But I think, you know, there is something to say about the rest of the team that, is able to say, okay, we know that it is not his night. Yeah, um, yeah. But we have to make sure that when he realizes that it's not his night and he's facilitating and distributing the basketball to us, yeah. that we do what we're supposed to do with it as well. And that is why you saw the assist look the way that it did on tonight. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought it was good to be able to have that, you know, balance and just that know about yeah. yourself to say that, hey, you know, we know that we have to be better. We can't take quarters off and we can't, you know, treat, you know, third quarter and so forth as if, um, yeah. you know, take, like, yeah, and just, yeah, and just kind of just be like, just sleepwalking through it. You know, mm-hmm. I think that they play with some urgency and that was the biggest difference maker from what I was able to see. Got some stops too. Well. Yeah, I think that's a, those are great calls. And when you look at Trey's numbers, he had three assists in that particular quarter. And that was also a quarter where he was kind of finding his sea legs again because it got a little bit of a dust up mm-hmm. in that first half. And sometimes mm-hmm. that does affect you. You got to kind of shake that off during halftime. And hey, I'm just going to say maybe the Brad brought some good vibes at the half as well with her performance. But... <laughs> But anyway, anyway, in addition to that, I think you called out a couple things that are also important, and that is just just a little bit of lockdown defense here and there, and shot selection is so critical, right? Because that's one thing that we talk about as well. Like sometimes you see the Hawks just kind of rush shots. It's like they go down the court, and instead of 
kind of using most of the 24 second clock. It's like, hey, no, we'll just use seven of the seconds and heave up the first three that we can. And you saw a little less of that in that third quarter. Now you just need to see a little bit more of that across the stretch of 48. And then I think that's when you start stringing together wins. But yeah, absolutely. You got to know when it's not your night and you got to defer to the guy whose night it is, which would be DeJounte Murray, because man, you're talking about a guy in DJ that literally had 26 points on 11 of 18 shooting and just would not allow this team to, and, and dare I say it in their own gym, but wouldn't allow this team to go away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, is the Hawks have not, you know, played that great significantly, um, particularly at home. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought that that's something that also added to this being, you know, a good win. Um, And I'm glad that you mentioned something about head coach Quinn Snyder. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one of the things that I saw in his postgame press conference from the game against the Spurs Mm-hmm. Um, was that he just kind of talked about us not taking care of the ball and the you know questionable shot selection yeah. has been the thing that has kind of led these teams to be able to a um, stay in games with us and b um, you know come back to be in games you know mm-hmm. with us and so I thought that those yeah. things were definitely uh, very very telling and even mm-hmm. when you're talking about guys like Dejounte and his contribution. Are you sure that you're ready to kind of mail it in on this guy? And, you know, I mean, I I get it. There's some things that seem like it's not working out. And I definitely don't love the idea that it appears that it's like, you know, he's the guy that you got to, you know, that it almost kind of has that feel like he's the guy that, you know, is the reason for why this isn't working, Um, which I don't necessarily always agree with. But nonetheless, it's good to see that when he hit that game winning shot, and maybe mm-hmm. this is just me and you let me know if, if, if I'm on point with this or not. But it kind of seemed like as he hit the game winning shot and turned around towards the crowd, it almost feels like a, a burden was like lifted off of his shoulders. And we know that he's been kind of maybe going through a lot, if you will, in terms of hearing his name um, being right. called in the trade rumors and everything else. These guys yep. aren't, you know, it's not a secret and whatever. I feel like I get yeah. a new notification every day, if not every multiple day. times a day uh, about yeah. DeJounte Murray being traded. So I think it's just good to see guys performing under that kind of pressure. Yeah. And I, I think the same. And I think it's one of those situations where, yeah, the other piece that that communication piece is so critical. And you and I talked about that. Like sometimes it feels like, you know, Trey's about the dish, mm-hmm. but dishing in a way that DeJounte can receive, is it a good point for him, whether it's within the shot clock and it's not a good look or whether it's just, Hey, you guys must not be communicating because mm-hmm. DJ was thinking that this play was going to be run and you're dishing it over to him and like, okay, shoot your shot. Or vice versa, DeJounte mm-hmm. Murray may have the ball and it's like he's tossing it over, but maybe that communication piece isn't lacking. In order for you, Trey Young, to have the assist to get the ball to DJ, for DJ to hit the game-winning shot, there had to have been some good communication. So if that little part of this game actually can just be expanded across 48 minutes, not that it has to be a perfect 48 and you're going to be communication communicating effectively at all moments in time, but there has to be more of it in order for you to see more wins. Now, speaking of something that you and I kind of called out that was, I don't even want to say a little bit better. I might say a lot better tonight was the bench play. Uh, the Hawks only mm-hmm. dressed out eight. And so three players found themselves having to take up the, the slack. But 
seeing as though that bench mob has not really had a mob mentality this whole season, to yeah. see Onyeka Okongu, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and Garrison Matthews all be factors in this win, they combined as a bench for, what, 30, 31? I'm sorry, 33 points to go with 17 rebounds. Mm-hmm. That's pretty darn powerful. And here's the good thing about that that number. That spreads across all three of those guys, right? Mm-hmm. It's not heavy on the points, mm-hmm. good split. It's not heavy on the boards, good split. All three of them contributed. And how important DeJounte, uh, Deshaun, see, I did it again. I'm going to call him DJ. You're you going to be Tate. He's going to be DJ for the rest of the season. <laughs> but anyway, um, how good was it to see Double O, Bogey, and Garrison all be a factor on both ends of the court in this win? I thought it was really good um, because, you know, at, at the beginning of the season, in the first few games and maybe, I don't know, 10 or what have you, um, there's a lot of conversation about how much this bench has been contributing. And we had, we've seen that disappear and we haven't heard about it or talked about it or addressed yeah. it very much. Yeah. Um, so and with that being said, just one person, it's either Bogey or Onyeka, but yeah. it's never like everybody at the same time. At the same time. Exactly. And I think even when you're talking about the bench contribution um, and production of what, which they, you know, gave on tonight, especially mm-hmm. in the rebounding department, which I think you yeah. said about 17 rebounds or whatever. Yeah. Two yeah. of those three guards that you just mentioned that contributed to that number are guards. And yeah. so to know that, you know, Anyeko Kangu um, was the only big, you know, from mm-hmm. that standpoint, I thought that that was like a plus yeah. uh, and a positive in my eyes for the Atlanta Hawks. And so to be able to see him get the energy and, you know, even though he's not a starter, these are the little things, the, mm-hmm. the things that he does to affect the game that makes yeah. people feel like he could be a starter for this team. It's not mm-hmm. the most consistent thing all the time, but hopefully mm-hmm. that's something that they're working on. And obviously, you know, Buggy Bogdanovich, um, you know, coming in and bringing the energy off the bench like he always does, especially with his lights out three point shooting. Yeah. And then, of course, when you start talking about Matthews, I mean, I love the fearlessness that he has to, mm-hmm. you know, go out there and take some of those shots and not just yeah. be a guy that just gets lost on one end of the ball. He plays mm-hmm. them both equally. Is he extremely, extremely talented and all this other stuff for some of the other guys? He's not. But because of his confidence, his fearlessness yeah. and his hard work ethic is why you see him on the floor and it paid off tonight. Indeed. And something that you called out that I think is also critical is this. When we see Onyeko Kongu, and there was a point in the game where we saw the double OCC matchup early because mm-hmm. we had to, that was kind of uh, something that was a forced situation just because of foul trouble. And like I said, Trey got dusted up a little bit there. So you had to kind of reset that starting lineup. But when you can get 27 minutes out of double O and you can get 24 out of bogey, that's also very positive because, again, we're going into that critical second half of the season where bodies start to wear down. Yep. And it's important that you know that you can rely on your bench to come in and give quality minutes when you need to give your starters a rest. So good call on, on that in terms of Quinn also utilizing the, uh, the, the, the bench the way that he did tonight because, mm-hmm. again, one little piece here – or there was what made the difference in them actually getting a win versus us talking about another win in this season series by the Magic. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk about who's got next. This episode of the Locked On Hawks postcast is brought to you by BetterHelp and FanDuel. I want to tell you a little bit about BetterHelp first. If you think about the fact that we are at the beginning of a year 
technically, people are still in the process of getting together their goals or some may say resolutions, right? And you might need a little bit of help with that. So that's where an entity like BetterHelp can come in because it can help to ensure that you not just create these resolutions, create these goals, but that you actually have change that you can sustain. It'll help you find your strengths and you can ditch those extremes that really make you disappointed when you don't hit the goal of the resolution. So if you're like any of us who have hopefully benefited from coaching or therapy or feedback or a push, this is for you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, it's about better help. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and watch therapists help you out. And if they don't, you can switch for no additional charge at any time. Celebrate the progress you've already made by going to betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. And if you do, you can get a 10% off your first month today. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on NBA to make sure that your 2024 is the best that it can be. Now, guys, I also want to tell you a little bit about FanDuel. As you know, all of the matchups for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs is set indeed. Now, the NFL regular season wrapped up a couple weeks ago, but that doesn't mean that there isn't still time for you to take action and join FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets when or lose. And let's face it, Deshaun, I know you're one of those people who's trying to figure out what that Valentine's Day gift is going to be. Well, you get these 150 bucks, makes the decision a little bit easier. The app is so easy to use. And there are so many different ways to bet like live, same game parlays, finding bets in the new Explorer tab, making a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays. Same game parlays, bets in the new Explorer Club, Parlay in the Parlay Hub, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. So, Deshaun, we got a little bit of bittersweet news today about who got next in. Who got next ain't the Hawks, unfortunately. It's the real conversation that you and I started a couple games ago, and we're going to continue this, guys, by the way, until the trade deadline. And if you have some commentary or some conversation that you want us to consider for this combo, jump right in. Of course, I'm talking about that three-way trade today that involved the Pacers, Raptors, and Pels, according to multiple sources. The Pacers landed Pascal Siakam in Indy. Now, the Hawks have been rumored to be in that race for Siakam really dating back to last summer. And there were some reports all along the way that said they couldn't get him because they wouldn't give up whatever Toronto was asking for. But it really made me wonder when you think about all the specifics, and we're not going to go into them tonight due to time constraints, but when you think about all of the moving parts and the fact that you had to find three partners who were willing to give up what they were able to give up or get what they were going to get in order for Siakam to go to Indy. You kind of think back to some of the deals that the Hawks have made the last couple seasons that may have hamstrung them. And maybe it's not mo so much that the Raptors were asking too much. Maybe it was just more so that the Hawks were saying, we wouldn't mind giving it to you if we had the assets, but we just don't. don't so, have them. 
-hmm. Yeah. So how is that going to potentially affect what we think they need to do between now and the trade deadline? I think it definitely does just because of the simple fact that, um, you know, there's, there's, there's gotta be a buyer for, for, you know, someone that's interested in some of the players. Like I know that it was rumored recently that, you know, the Atlanta Hawks, um, you know, wanted two first round picks, you know, for mm-hmm. specifically for DeJounte Murray. Sure. Yep. Um, outside of that, um, you know, when it, when it, when it comes to a player like a Pascal Siakam, who reportedly we did hear um, that the Hawks may have been having some interest at one point in time. It feels like that was drug out pretty much like forever. Yeah. Started to feel like we were getting really, really close to it happening. But I think down the stretch kind of seemed like it was something that was just likely not going to happen or it probably would have happened already. Mm-hmm. You've got to have pieces that, you know, other teams want. And yeah. the asking price has to be reasonable. Mm-hmm. It almost appears as if the Hawks asking price um, is not, you know, is, is not reasonable for yeah. whomever that other team is. Um, all things being considered, I think potentially, potentially only, you know, the value for some of the players that are on this team, if we're just being honest, um, looking at how the team has done this year in terms of, you know, how some of these guys have performed. I'm not sure that yeah. there's been a consistent player on this team. If it has been, that player is probably Sadiq Bay, uh, who, you know, you're pretty much whatever you get from him is going to be a bonus. You know what you're getting yeah. each and every single night. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's honestly, respectfully to him. Yeah. Um, that's not really saying a whole lot. So, right. um, I'll, you know, I think that's probably some of the biggest reasons behind why we haven't seen, very much movement mm-hmm. um, as of late. And yeah. it's one thing to be, you know, somewhat consistently inconsistent, but mm-hmm. it's a whole nother thing to say, okay, now we're asking this. And when somebody feels like that ask is, you know, blasphemous and they're not the only team that kind of quote unquote feels that way, according to some of the reports, I think mm-hmm. that's why it seems like this has been kind of a slow process. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking the same, like, unfortunately it may have been, the worst of both situations, right? Mm-hmm. Where what the Hawks were asking for in terms of giving up maybe their most attractive asset, which would be a DeJounte Murray, the Hawks, the other teams were like, no thanks. But on the same token, when the Hawks wanted to maybe say, we'll keep Trey Young, we'll keep DeJounte Murray, we'll keep Jalen Johnson, arguably your three best players on the roster. Well, what assets did you have to mm-hmm. make it appealing? For the Raptors to then pull the trigger and say, yeah, you guys can take Pascal Siakam or even at one point, OG Ananobi was a part of that discussion Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that while we were looking at it from the fact uh, the perspective of, yeah, the Hawks were asking for too much. I think, honestly, there may have been teams out there like the Raptors that wasn't so much that they were asking for too much. It's just that the Hawks didn't have what they were asking for, which could indeed hamstring you. And that kind of goes back to our question on whether or not it can be a true reset that puts you in position Uh to get into the playoffs. Or if you kind of sort of have to look at it as a rebuild because you just don't have enough assets, maybe to be in contention, a reset that will put you in the playoffs, which means that this roster potentially is currently constructed is going to have to figure it out in order to get them into the play in possibly Uh the playoffs. And speaking of that, it starts with winning games like this against an Eastern Conference foe, and now you're up 2-1 in the season series, and it continues with winning Mm -hmm. against foes like the Miami Heat. They're back on the road 
Friday to take on the Heat, and they're still looking for their first win of the season series against Miami. How do they get it on Friday? I think it's just, you know, not being in your head too much about the fact that it's Miami again and yeah. the physicality and finding a way to defend Trey and all these different things Like yeah. you just have to be better at all the things that, you know, you've been really working on and not applying too much pressure to yourself. You know, that's that was the difference when we started talking about playing with good urgency and bad urgency. Don't let yeah. Friday night be a situation where you're playing with bad urgency. You yeah. know, you needed to improve in the two areas, to be honest with you, of which head coach Quinn Snyder said when it comes to the free throws and when it comes to the turnovers. Mm -hmm. If you can do those two things, obviously rebounding is going to be a huge piece to that, too. Between yeah. those three things, turnovers, free throws and rebounding. You could be putting yourself in a good position, um, you know, when Friday night rolls around. Obviously, yeah. that comes with playing some really good defense. That's something you need because that's something that the team has yeah. not done a very good job of uh, so far this season. Is it doable? Absolutely is doable. Well, yeah. It's going to yeah. take, take a little bit more than lip service and talking about it to actually get it done. It's not the end of the world, whether they, you know, win or lose. Um, but nonetheless, it will be a significant win if they can go into, you know, South Beach and walk up out of there with a W. Right. And like you said, it's not something that's out of the realm of possibility because in game one back in November, they only lost by eight. Game two in December, they only lost by nine. And it seems like slowly but surely, Trey Young and company are starting to figure out the trap. So they just got to be ready for it because we know that the Heat are the ones that kind of put the stamp on how mm -hmm. to trap Trey. Mm -hmm. But if the Hawks can be prepared for that and, like you said, execute in all areas and just minimize the, just do the basics, just get yeah. back to executing on the basics, they can actually take away a win on Friday. Listen, we appreciate you guys for stopping by the Locked On Hawks postcast. Remember to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more on the Hawks. Also check out Locked On Hawks with our guy, Brad Rowland. We'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.